Hi, welcome to Mark's Motivational Podcast. You're very welcome along tonight, your host, Mark Lestrange. Tonight, I talk to a poet and visual artist, Joe Heckett. It was a great interview. She shared a lot of her poems, which were brilliant. So, thanks a million for that, Joe. And uh, she talked, um, she gave some great advice as well for for any artists out there. So, it's, it's, it was a really great interview. I really enjoyed talking to her. So, thanks a million again, Joe, for coming on. And I hope you guys really enjoyed the podcast. And if you're enjoying these podcasts, we like them and share them and spread the word, as I say. Okay, so enjoy the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. Good night. Next motivational podcast for this Monday evening. Tonight, I'm delighted to be joined by a poet and visual artist, uh, Joe um, Heckett. So um, it's great to have Joe on the podcast tonight. So you're very welcome along tonight, Joe. Hey Mark, thanks for having me. It's great yeah, to thank be. you. Thank you. So all, all well. You, all, all yeah, good. everything's good. Everything's yeah. good. Yeah. So Funny. thanks a minute for joining yeah. me tonight. You're very good. My pleasure. Yeah. yeah. So um, we'll talk about the visual arts first because you've been at that for a good few years. Is that right? Yeah, I um, I've kind of done it pretty much all my life. Like I started at the art school here in Cork when I was you know, 17, so I won't say how many years ago that was, but it's a lot, it's, it's, it's enough decades to be several, put it that way. Um, so yeah, on and off, and then about, like I, I had a, a more kind of craft design based business for about 14 years, and then I, I, I just took a sideways move. I took a year out, actually I might not have told you this, I took a year out and I went and trained at the Cordon Bleu uh, cookery school. I trained, uh, I did patisserie, chef training wow, yeah. yeah to kind of break things and give my brain the chance to not have to think so much and then I, I, I went back to fine art after that and, and I've been developing my practice ever since really and um, what does that involve for people listening um, visual arts well what exactly um, do you do on that that work so my degree was uh, what's called applied arts, which means it was it, it's it's like it's craft, yeah. but it's craft, it's art craft rather than just making stuff. It, you know, if that makes sense, I don't know. But so I did um, the course was called wood, metal, ceramics, and plastics. So it was four different materials, and I specialized in ceramics and then wood for my second material. So. When I finished my degree, which again is a long time ago, I, I studied in Brighton, which was gorgeous. Um, I trained as a massage therapist straight after and I worked as a massage therapist and meditation leader for a few years in between. Mm. Um, and then went back to just ceramics for quite a few years. So, so visual, I, the reason I call myself an artist is because I don't wanna just use one medium. Mm -hmm. So I do painting, I do ceramics, I do um, collage, installations, like whatever I feel to do is what I do. I don't really want to be tied down with just one medium. Mm. So, and, and a visual artist, because I also do poetry. So I say I'm a visual artist because primarily it's, it's not, my art is primarily around things that you look at rather than things you listen to. Mm. Although, it's not really a correct term because I really like people to use their hands and their voice. So like, for example, my ceramics, I like people to touch them. And most, of the, I, I make these, they're like caves. And I, I really like people to make sound into them as well. I do like to incorporate sound as well. So 
visual isn't it's not just visual really yeah so you're a very busy lady <laughs> yeah yeah that's stuff there yeah no I love that because like it's good to have different options give yourself different options isn't it Joe yeah, yeah I mean too. you know like there's two schools of thought in art, the art world some yeah. people feel that the important thing is to choose something and get really really good at it so yeah. for example I've got a friend and she just does these tiny miniature watercolors and she's really really good at it and that's what she likes to do and then there's another school of thought that is you, you do absolutely everything and like do whatever you're drawn to. So I, I think it just depends on your personality. But for me, I get I, I like to do different things. It keeps me, you know, interested. So but the thing is that what I realized is that although I do different things there, it's like there's one thing I'm trying to describe. And the different media describe different aspects, different facets of the one thing, mm. right? So like the ceramics is like a very earthy version of it, very hands-on. And then in the painting, I use a lot of color, so I, which I can't use in the ceramics. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So like when yeah. I want that color aspect, then I'm, and, and, and certain kinds of depth, I'll do that with painting. And then when I want the words, and the word pitch is very specific image are you then i'll use the poetry because then i can describe it in words if that makes that makes sense you know it really does um because i love your poetry your poetry is brilliant like you know um when did you start uh because you're saying the visual arts for 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 lots of years but um when did you start the the poetry joe i mean Actually, I did. I've done both pretty okay. much all my life. Okay, so I, I remember starting to write poetry, certainly when I was a teenager. I think a lot of teenagers do. Yeah. But I was obsessed with words and reading long before that, like yeah. since I was a really small child. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote poetry, but I didn't really share it much. And then a few years, a couple of years ago, I, I was in a group that I'm in, which is it's it's um it's artists anonymous so it's it, it's like a fellowship program for artists but part of it is we do an arts share where we share our art and um and there's a lot of poets in there and I was very inspired by them and I thought I'm going to start reading my poetry because I I kind of started writing again mm. and when I started reading it aloud I was like oh yeah that's what I'm meant to do and it just really came to life when I when I put my voice to it because I've done a lot of meditation and so I know how to use my voice to put people in a kind of meditative state yeah and so when I put the poetry and that together something different kind of magical happened and and, and that's what really that's when I really got going when I started reading it aloud yeah, yeah because uh, I, I just think poetry is a great talent I just love to hear poems and and I love the, the way you said about a group because I started a group recently or joined a group recently as well a writer's group which mm. it's so inspirational isn't it like I agree with you like because the yeah. the prompts they use and the group that I'm in like it's it's great isn't it to, to, would you yeah. agree with me Joe like it's it's really really yeah. cool. Absolutely. I mean, I really have this belief that artists need artists. Yeah, like it's yeah. something really fundamental that we need to be around artists, if not all the time, then yeah. regularly. Like, and I, this might be controversial, but 
I believe that everyone is creative, mm -hmm. but I think once you decide that you're an artist, something changes, your role changes, the way you see the world. I, I really believe that artists see the world differently. We experience mm -hmm. the world differently and we're always kind of absorbing it and adapting it and getting ready to bring it out again. Like we look at things differently. We listen to things differently. Um, and it doesn't mean that people can't, like you can just suddenly become an artist. Like a friend of ours, he's a hairdresser. He had a stroke and he came out of hospital. And he was like, I must make art. Wow. And since then he just makes art every day. It's like, it just turned on. Something clicked in him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so, um, uh, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, the artists need artists. I actually set up a group on Instagram, on um, Facebook called the Ministry of Art Revolution as well, because you know I'm kind of on a mission for to help to get art, art and artists valued and recognised as being like central to humanity, really. Well, Joe, that's great. Where can people find that, Joe? For um, uh, Facebook, it's called. It's a group. Uh, if you search for the Ministry of Art Revolution. Okay, I must check that out. Thanks very much. <laughs> so I'd love you to share uh, your first poem with us uh, tonight. It'd be brilliant. Yeah, so, yeah if... I think I'm going to read a, a slightly humorous one. Yeah, thanks a million. <laughs> that I wrote this a couple of years ago when uh, one of my sons was still living at home and one was living abroad. And it's, it's a true story. It's called Things My Grown-Up Children Have asked me in the last two weeks oh, brilliant. <laughs> Before okay. this so, <laughs> things my grown-up children have asked me in the last two weeks compiled from real life in real time can you make me a cup of tea can you send my bike to new zealand can you drive me to starbucks can you lend me money to buy a car can you make me a cup of tea can you get my photos developed and send them to New Zealand. Can you bring me back a chocolate croissant? Can you give me the recipe for that lemony chicken bake you do? Can you get a copy of my glasses prescription from the optician? Are there any more wraps left in the fridge? Are you around this week? Someone's collecting my car. Is dad okay? Can you pay this parking fine and I'll transfer the money into your account? Can I have friends over to stay while you're away? Can I take friends over to Granny's house to stay there while she's away? Can you make me a cup of tea? Things I said yes to. Everything except the tea. <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. That's really that's good. It. <laughs> it makes so much sense. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> do not yeah, ask much of our kids. Do not do not ask them much more. <laughs> that's great. Very good. <laughs> That's brilliant. I love that, Joe. That's really, really good. Because um, you were saying to me earlier on as well, I thought it was very interesting um, how you work your po your poetry, you know, the way um, you kind of get it involved, the way you like to say it for, for a group. Um, have I got that right, Joe? I do. Yeah. I have a poetry subscription. So poetry when I started yeah. doing this thing of reading it, I realised how much I really, really enjoy reading it. Like, it... I, it um, it's it feels transcendental like i can imagine it's what people feel like singers feel like when they sing or musicians when they play music yeah. and and i thought i really i need to do this i need to read to people so yeah. i started a poetry subscription so people pay it's not a huge amount it's quite a small amount and then i um 
I, I started off reading directly into their phones and that is still an option. So I, I record it straight onto their WhatsApp, but then I also do a slightly um, even more affordable version where I, I record it and then I send the audio by either WhatsApp or, um, or by email. And so it means that I write a poem every week. I write it, I edit it, I record it. And, and when I edit it, I edit it by speaking it. So I write it first. Yeah. And then I, I speak it as I edit it. So I, so it's the poems are like, that was an early one that was just written, mm, but the ones I'm going to read <laughs> afterwards have been edited. They've been written to read out loud rather than to be read on the page. Do you know what I mean? So they, yeah, they'll yeah. sound different because they're, they're, they're written for my voice. Yeah. understand. Yeah. And where can people um, subscribe to this? And I, what I'd like you to do is send me all the stuff so I can put on the I show notes where people find it. Like, you know? Yeah, they can subscribe on my website, which is uh, joehecket.com mm -hmm. and then slash poetry, and they can subscribe there. Um, if there's any glitches, which sometimes there is on websites, they can just message me and I can either send a PayPal link or do it that way as well. That's great. That's great. Because another interesting thing you were saying to me there earlier on, about um, a poem that you, you wrote when you were running, uh, when you, you yes. ran before. Uh, do you want to talk a bit about that? Because I just find that for you. Yeah, I, I was. For myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's the one I, that's my the most recent poem. I mean, I can read that if you like as well. Yeah, I realized when I was reading it that I was sort of reading it in the rhythm as I, as if I was actually running. You yeah, because great. If you run, I don't run a lot, but if you run, you know, your thoughts kind of go all over the place and mm. they kind of stop and start as you're running. Well, mine do as I'm running. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, it's interesting. Like, I like to read them in a way that is relevant to the poem because, okay, so the thing about when I write them is that I, what I'm really, really interested in generally is the, the sacredness of being alive basically like the physicality the physical world how yeah. the divinity of the physical world and how those things how the like the divine and the physical mesh together that's what i'm really interested in and so a lot of my poems they're like um they're almost like spells mm. and they're written to kind of alchemize certain things so like a lot of them have quite serious themes they might yeah. be anger or death or um parenthood or um aging or like but but i do it in a way that is it 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 brings a kind of magic into it and then i use i use words that anchor it in the body so i try and bring all the senses in when i'm writing it and when i'm speaking it so that it 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 brings people into their body not out of their body that's kind of the aim of my, that's what I'm aiming to do is to like bring all this magical experience into the body and anchor it in the body. So it can really kind of help people, Joe, can kind of really kind of help. Yeah, people. it's meant to be, it's meant to yeah. do that. Yeah, it's yeah, meant to, it's meant to help people. It's meant to kind of, it's almost like spiritual acupuncture, like each one is meant to hit a certain wow. point that might be yeah. numbed mm. from the way we live. That's great. That's great. Yeah, because we we all need a bit of that right now. We all need any because that's that's funny. That's how I started this podcast through music. You know, through sharing my music to and a lot of my friends like that was great. Make sure you do more of them. You know, <laughs> so yeah. so it's good. It's good to kind of reach people, especially now, isn't it, Joe? 
it's really, really important. And a lot of my poetry, a lot of it is also um, to, a lot of it helps women particularly to reclaim the parts that have been seen as like, like the way, for example, our emotions have been really seen as like troublesome things that get in the way and we should like get rid of them and squash them down. And so I, I believe actually the opposite. And so like, a lot of my poems will aim to find those things that we've been taught are yeah. silly or worthless and, and make them important. I mean, you have a daughter, right? So yeah. like one of, one of my poems, for example, I wrote about when me and my sisters were young and we used to horse ride. And because I was realizing that like girls, when I was a girl, I, I got this impression that, that girls were silly and things girls liked were somehow silly and um, that's something that I really feel that I wanted to reframe and, and you know, kind of centralize girls' experience, yeah. not just boys' experience of being young and wild, right? Because I, 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 there was very little that I came across when I was growing up that was about wild girls. It's different now, probably, but yeah. certainly then, so. Yeah. Well, that, that's that's a great concept because um yeah that, that's really really good really well explained yeah because can i ask you as well joe um what what would you say motivates you just say for instance if everybody kind of has a time when they're kind of not, not hits a brick wall but kind of has a bit of a block to, to uh, what would motivate you and pick you up to to keep going with your, with your creativity that's a really good question mark I, i've been thinking about this I mean, what's been amazing with the poetry subscription is it has made me write every week. Yeah. So because I, you know, I can't let people down. I know I have to produce a poem, like whatever happens, I have to yeah. produce a poem each week and I don't want to put out crap. So, I, you know, it has to be decent. So I've got a rhythm in the week. So I'll, I'll start it midweek and I'll work on it probably Wednesday, Friday, and then I'll finish it off on in the morning before I read it. So it's still fresh. So I'll finish it right before I read it. Um, so that has motivated me, but I also about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, I made a very conscious decision to commit to my art. Like a really, really conscious decision that it was always, no matter what the circumstances were, it was always the same question. And this really helped me through the pandemic because whatever it was, it's like, okay, but how do I show up for my art? Mm. So, okay, yeah. my mum's got dementia, but how do I show up for my art? Yeah. Or it, I'm in lockdown, but how do I show up for my art? And mm. the fact that it's always that question means that whatever's going on outside, just use it. I just have yeah. to use it. Yeah. Yeah, for my art so that's been really good and then I've I've recently made the further commitment okay so now I committed to my my art practice and now I've made the commitment to my art career so getting my art out there talking about it do you know showing up in that way so that's mm. then the next step once once the practice part is consolidated mm. then I can take the next step and make that commitment as well mm. Because that, that's extremely great lesson for anybody that's that's feeling kind of like that in the lockdown. It's very important. I think you'd probably share with me to concentrate on stuff you enjoy, like 
be it art, music, or anything like that, cookery, like you touched on earlier on, like it's mm. it, it's a it's a great way. I'm feeling down, but if I do that, I'll feel better. You know, it's it's a very powerful but, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, and it's and it's like it, it becomes like a central pillar. Like once that commitment is made, mm. it, it becomes like a it's it's like another marriage. It's like yeah. that kind of a commitment, right? It's mm-hmm. like I mean I'm married and I made a commitment to my husband and I've made a similar commitment to my art. And it's like once you've made that commitment, mm. do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, well, yeah. here I am, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna keep going because like once I claimed that, once I claimed that I am an artist, mm. that's what I am. That's how yeah. I see the world. That's and so I don't think, oh, I'm really bad at that. This person's this person is so together that it's like, yeah, but I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. My job yeah. is to be an artist. That means my job is to dream and meditate and walk around in the countryside and look at the beautiful sky Lovely. and and go and make art and write poems. Yeah. And it's not always easy, but, and in fact, I think most people underestimate how difficult it is to be an artist mm. and how brave you have to be. Yeah. But that's that's it. Once I kind of realized that's it, that's my job, that's my role. Mm. Yeah. That's well, it. That's great, Joe. Yeah, that's really good. Because I loved your first poem. Uh, do you want to share the one about running? I'd love to hear that one. <laughs> yeah, let me find the one about running. Um, <laughs> Because I'll have to let you hear the one I, the song I wrote about running sometime. I'd love to, yeah. <laughs> let me find it. It's, it's, um, there's other <coughs> poems that I slightly like better, but let's see. Let's yeah, whatever one you, you want to read, Joe, whatever, whatever poem. I will read it because we spoke about it, but there's, uh, yeah. there's a couple more. Yeah, Sorry. No <laughs> there's a couple more. Mm. I just have to go find it. Hang on, let me just search for it there for a minute. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, thanks very much. That's okay. So where is it? Hmm. Maybe it's still here. And if not, if I can't find it easily, then I do have other ones. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That I can read. Your poetry is brilliant, John. Thank really you. And luckily, they're not that long, so I can read quite a few of them without it being a problem. Okay. Um. Still looking. Yeah, I, for some reason, I don't seem to find it. Um, let me try one more thing. No, I don't know why. Okay, I'm not finding it easily. So no I'm going to read a different one if that's yeah, okay. And then if I find it. Um, I think that... I'm going to read this one. Okay, because I'm in Ireland. It's, it's quite a short one. It's and, and you're a musician, so you might like this. It's will, called yeah. Tree Symphony. Gordon. The rain smells like the sea. I wish I could describe the sound. Drop, drop, drop on leaf, leaf, leaf. Each little note a hand clap in the applause of summer. A green living symphony, an orchestra of undergrowth, the memory of gently rotting woodland floor, bent sideways trunks of trees, wet glazed and colour deepened, uncountable sounds surround me, describing a treescape, echo locating a forest, 
Leaves rise to the rain as rain swoons to the leaves. My ears seek out a single touch, but the noise is everywhere at once, running through my body a quivering river of vibration. And that's it. It's a little short snapshot of a walk on the road here. Oh, wow, that's lovely. That's lovely, because I could actually just imagine as you were talking, it, it, uh, saying the poem, uh, uh, what you were feeling back when you were writing it. Like, it's, it's really, really good. I love it. It's really good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank and, you. And I get what you're saying about the way you say it. Like, you know, it's so descriptive. Um, it's, it's really, really good. Like, you know, well done, Joe. It's really good. Thank you. Yeah. I'll read one more here. This is very different. Yeah, and um, I'm going to read this, this a one. Because, for the guest, yo. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Thank and you. on the one hand, it yeah. could be seen as um, it, it's quite it's literally quite dark. But um, a friend of mine told me that it really she found it very beneficial. So I'm going to read it anyway. And let's see. It's called The Blackest Ocean. Lovely. I'm in the blackest ocean. It could be made of ink or maybe obsidian by some strange magic turned liquid. The water wraps around my legs as I kick, kick, kick. I hear my own breathing. That sound my only companion. In it goes, out, in again, out. Lonely splashes at the edge of my skin. I'm not afraid. There should be a shore. My mind tells me there should be a shore, but I can't sense it. I can't feel it. Not behind, not in front, not beside. As above, so below. The only difference between sky and sea is one of density. I am the apex the vortex where competing darknesses meet, vast, ancient, unending, the sounds of my body both loud and tiny, centred in the infinite night. And that's it. Wow, that's, that's really, really good. Love that, Joe. That's absolutely brilliant. Thank you. And and where does the creativity come from, Joe, in, in your opinion? What, where does actually creativity um, come from in people? Does it come from the mind, you think, or how your, your feelings or your emotions? Yeah, that's a really tough one. Like, I can't really speak for everybody. Yeah, I suppose everybody's I, different, yeah. yeah. yeah I, just, I, mean, I just love the description of the poetry. It's really, really good, Joe. Thanks very much. For me, I start with, like, I have something, like a feeling or an image, or usually it's both an image and a feeling, and yeah. it's like, it's it's it needs to be I need to explore it and somehow unlock it and alchemize it and and make sense of it. So this one, I actually started with that. I was struggling with my art and then I was on this course and the guy said to me, and how are you doing? And I was like, uh, I just feel like I'm in the blackest ocean and there should be a shore and I don't know. Well, doesn't feel like there's a shore. And I could feel that I was like, oh, right. That really feels like something. Yeah. Well, I want to describe what that is. What is that something? Yeah. So, because um, I love, I love the part. Yeah. I, sorry, I love the part of it where you mentioned this gift, same with the sky and the sea. It just, it's a lovely um, contrast. It's a really, really nice part of the poem. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So, so yeah, but so I'm doing this thing at the moment that um, 
because I'm nearly up to a year of my poetry subscription, which I find really hard to believe, like mm. something like 47 weeks of a poem every week. It's like when I think about it, I, like, I cannot believe I've done that. Um, but so people who are in my subscription now or who sign up before we hit 52 weeks have the option to have a bespoke poem. So I ask people to, to tell me something they want to alchemize. Mm. So something they want to work on. So one person it's to do with wanting to leave her current job and set up her own thing. Um, someone else it's, it's a, to do with how they deal with their family. So like they'll give me a few lines of the thing and then I will write. So it's write something around that, which is, it's another step on again. So I'm not just writing about my own thing that I want to alchemize, I'm doing someone else's. And I've done this a couple of times before, but um, not like this will be a whole, there will be a whole a collection of poems that are, they're shared because I will share them with everybody on the subscription. So it's like a shared alchemical healing. That's the kind of yeah. idea of it. So it's great. That's absolutely great. And how has it worked out for you in the past by, by, by doing them kind of poems? Really good. I mean, I've done, I did one, it was actually for a, it was for um, an event yeah. that was themed around, it was actually themed around the moth. Moth, moths were the theme. And so I wrote, there's one I've written, um, which is called The Night Butterfly or Moths See Color in the Dark. So there's that, I've, I wrote that for, to be read out and used in this, in this online event. Um, and then the other one was for someone who wanted specifically, they wanted something, they wanted to find inner strength to do something. And oh. so I wrote a poem, it's actually, I must say that poem is a really beautiful poem. The one I, that bespoke poem, it's a really gorgeous poem. Um, so I've done it once or twice, but not consistently. Like it's going to be kind of week after week of writing these poems. Because that really sounds like it could really help a lot of people. So that, that's, that's great, Joe. Because, you know, I, what I get out of it is like, just say someone has kind of an issue or whatever, mm -hmm. they, they'd probably give you the kind of, a background of it slightly and then you'd make yeah. a poem out of it that, that's that's is that correct would that be yeah what? i mean it is I, I i try and focus on because I, i'm not exactly a healer anymore it's more like i really like to encourage people to focus on pleasure and their mm -hmm. desires and yeah. making things pleasurable so this is something you this is really a common theme in all my work is for things to be really pleasurable Mm. So like there's a lot in my poems about like the senses and how things smell, how they taste, how they feel like. Because I really, I really want people to get that pleasure of being alive and being in their bodies, like whatever else is going on, like to come out of their heads and into their bodies. Like that's to me, that is. It's not really even, I and mean, that's why I call these things practices because you know it's like a meditation practice or a yoga practice, a pleasure practice, a writing practice, a painting practice. You know, it's like the practice of these things with the physical body, allowing ourselves to feel pleasure, to enjoy what we do. That mm. is like that's the biggest transformation in a life for me. 
yeah no that, that's that's great yeah like for myself too because i i find how we met each other through mart creativity mm. joe like you have to m- mention mention mark like his laughter garden is, yeah. is brilliant like uh, uh, just to laugh like for for that hour you feel so good mm. after don't you <laughs> brilliant it's brilliant and 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 this is the thing like we you know we we have been taught that pleasure is a frivolous thing that we only get to earn at the end of like working really really hard mm. and and that's what i really want to break is that actually yeah. no right now is the time for pleasure mm. like and and i try and do that in how i write in what i write in how i paint in what i paint like i really try and I don't, I try not to postpone pleasure, but to like have it each step of the way. Yeah. That's really important for me. And that's when I talk about this thing about like reclaiming, well, I suppose reclaiming the feminine, this is part of it Mm. for all of us. Like we, we've pushed that to one side and, and, you know, unfortunately also, you know, growing up, I'm maybe I'm a little bit older than you. I don't know, but growing up in a country where a lot of like, physical enjoyment was really frowned upon mm. you know by the church yeah. and everything yeah. it's um it's very freeing to claim that back and to go actually no you know this is like this is why we're here yeah yeah very good. Yeah, yeah very good yeah because um no it's it, it's great I, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast now joe it's it's great um, would you like to maybe say another po- poem? Uh, do you have another will, poem you'd like to share? I will read another poem. Yeah. Uh, that's that's one about the, the clouds. Let me just see which one. Give me a moment. I think I will read. I think I'll read this one. This is another one I wrote here in Ireland. It's called Clouds. This magic day, clouds have fallen from the sky. They rest themselves amongst the trees, lay upon the grass, amazed. They sink, give up, enjoy the moment of being held, not needing to stay afloat by their own efforts. The earth offers them solace, sanctuary, respite from their battle with the winds. Ancient sticky spider threads are visible in their breath. I walk, inhale the damp air, my lungs rejoice in cool caress of finest vapour. I equalise, softened, calmed by their presence. All sound is muffled, flattened, unable to leap beyond the curious mist. The song of the blackbird muted, the roll of the waves stretched. The rich fragrance of last year's leaves hangs suspended. I'm blanketed in smell, nostrils keen as a hound. A fox passed here. That's an oak. Behind that wall grows untouched forest. Over there, the sea. The scent tells me all I need to know. Invisible droplets stroke my cheek, the inside of my nose, embrace my arms, blur the edges of everything. It's as if the clouds long for earthly touch, to feel what happens here, to be part of solid, heart-pumping, sap-rising, skin-tightening, sun-yearning, scale-glistening, fin-twisting, beak-snapping life. 
Yes, their lofty observations from above are beautiful, magnificent even, but some days, every now and then, clouds crave this hard landing. Wow, John, that's incredible. That's really, really good. <laughs> I loved, I loved the poems. Like listen, listen to them all night. They're brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Thank you, <laughs> yeah, thank great. you. And you know, someone who's grown up in the countryside in Ireland knows what I'm talking. That yeah. fog, you know, yeah. it's, it, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a way of, yeah, just seeing the fog differently, I suppose, and and being in it, you know. Mm. Yeah. This is kind of what I was saying. Like as an artist, we get to see the world as magical. Mm -hmm. You know, we get to see it that way, and it's a real privilege. And and how how was your um creativity and your inspiration in the last year? Did you find it um a little bit difficult um you know because of lockdowns and uh, mm. and was was it was it a bit of a barrier or how did, I know I know you you said you weren't going to let it um affect it as that much, mm. but was there any kind of? I mean, actually, no. But I was lucky I'd made this commitment beforehand, not yeah. that long beforehand, maybe six months or so that like whatever, like, how can I focus on my art? And so what happened? I, um, I got back from Spain and then lockdown happened really fast. And I did have a studio at that point, but I, I moved into the shed for a while. And so yeah. I started working on cardboard. I started making different work because I was in a small space. I started painting on cardboard and I was doing my poetry. Uh, you know, I started my poetry subscription around yeah. like a couple of months into lockdown. Um, and then I moved back to my studio and I started painting more and bigger. Uh, it was, it, you know, not really, to be honest with you. I didn't, I'm, I was lucky. If anything, it was the opposite. It was like, thank God I had it or mm. I would have gone nuts. Yeah. Um, I mean, my husband's also an artist, so maybe that helps. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. like even in lockdown, because I have my own studio space, that's just mine. So when I moved out of the shed, I got to walk to my studio every day. Mm. You know, so I could I, I realized like I had to go mm. somewhere. It was actually it was weirdly affecting my body, not going out, not not having somewhere to go to I started getting these weird cramps and I just I, I just had this mm, knowing I suppose I need to I need to walk somewhere every day walk there and back walk there and back be outside but not like aimlessly walking around actually have somewhere to go yeah. so I started going back to my studio and painting and then coming home um so no I've been really lucky um yeah. I don't try and make myself paint for hours and hours every day, but I do something. I do pretty much something every day. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it's very important. Like I'd have like a, um, a routine every day, a daily routine where I'd write down the most important things you're going to do on a daily basis. Yeah. I, I find, do you have anything like that? You, you'd use um, like any kind of structure to your, to your art. Or, or, I um, do. I mean, I have structure to my week, not loads. I like yeah. enough structure, but not too much. So yeah. like I tend to, I work out in the morning. Yeah. I do Pilates two mornings a week online right. and I try and work out between one and three other mornings a week. And then I, I, I start with morning pages, actually. That's not strictly true. I, I do my morning pages while I have my breakfast mm. and I do 
some other mindset journaling as well. Um, and I have other practices that I do that are embodiment practices. Um, the, the, morning then, yeah, the morning sorry? pages are great. The morning pages, sorry to cut Yeah, morning pages are great. Yeah, the three full scrap pages are <laughs> great. Yeah, exactly. And I started them in lockdown, actually. Yeah, yeah, great. Which was amazing. I mean, I'll, I'll actually tell you something else incredible that happened for me in lockdown, I'll tell you in a second. But so structure, I do that and I do, I, like you, I have a big list and I try and hit the most important things. Mm. Um, on that list and probably like you being a parent it's not you know i've got other mm, yeah things that i have to do as well it's not unfortunately it's not just being an artist um but i do i do i just try and get to the studio every day basically mm. right, at least five days a week if not six um yeah. so yeah that's it but even if it's for an hour or two hours like it doesn't have to be all day it just has to be for a while um so exercise is really important meditation is really important for me um there are two key things and being outside is really important as well because yeah. there's a great book that I, I i got my hands on before called the artist way have you heard of that one joe i'm just i've just started dipping into it actually funnily yeah. enough it's very good yeah. isn't it right the, now it's really good yeah the three three pages and then the artist dates yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great, isn't it? Like, have, have have you read the book? Have you have you read the book? I'm reading it at the moment. Wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's great, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, no, it's really good. But someone had said to me, "Oh, about the morning pages," and I just, it, I was just like, "Yeah, I'm going to do that." Yeah. I just thought I'm going, and I loved it so much. It actually started getting me up out of bed earlier so that I could do it because I just really enjoy it so much. Yeah, the, um, you'll find that the affirmations part of that book is really good as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, I mean, I've been doing affirmations and what they call mindset work for mm -hmm. since last August, pretty much every day as well, where there's a really good thing. It's called a fear inventory or mm -hmm. deep fear inventory. So what you do. So this technique of journaling is you start with. So you start with celebrations or brags, which is uh, this is something that's really, really important practice, um, which you celebrate good things that you've done or things that you do and you do this on a daily basis it could be anything it could be I got out of bed today it could be I managed to feed the kids today it could be I finished a painting today but you start with a bunch of celebrations wow. first and then you do you have your intention so maybe you want to make money maybe you want to make more art maybe you want to you know um start to be more visible or whatever so you, you you say the thing so even though i want to be more visible or i want to be more visible and then you list all the fears that come up mm. between 10 and 20 you write them all out i'm afraid that everyone will hate me i'm afraid that i'll get there and i won't like it i'm afraid that everything i make will be crap i'm afraid you do it and then you go back and you reframe them so you go, well, what I do is the truth is, so I'm afraid everything will be crap. The truth is some of it might be, but some of it will be really good. The truth is it doesn't really matter. I need to make it anyway. The truth is, you know, and you go through like that. So you, you reframe your fears. Right. It's, it's a really good journaling technique. So I do that quite a lot as well. 
that's great. That's brilliant. Yeah, that sounds like a really good idea because it's kind of like um, a gratitude journal, journal to start yes. off with, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's yes. great. <laughs> that's brilliant. And that's another thing we do this thing called a trinity where you do one, what we call a brag, which is like, I brag that, mm-hmm. I brag that I, I, so for me, I could say, I brag that I've written a poem every week for nearly a year right so you start to claim your stuff and then you do a gratitude so I'm grateful that um, people signed up to my poetry subscription so I have someone to to read it to and then you do the desire I desire more people to sign up or to write even better poems or to you know to have more places to read the poems or whatever so you do one of each of those things like a celebration a gratitude and a desire that sounds amazing. That's really, really yeah. good. <laughs> That's really good. That's great for anybody listening to do that kind of stuff. Even to take even one section of what you're talking about, that would be yeah. great, great help for them. That's great. Thanks, million, Joe. Yeah, my um, pleasure. Yeah, because you, you mentioned mindset as well. I just have mm. to, because it's one of my favourite books by Carol Dweck. If you ever have a chance to read that, it's called I Mindset. I haven't read that one, but I should do, shouldn't I? Her name yeah. is, the name is familiar. Yeah, it's, it's quite good because mm-hmm. you just reminded me earlier on when you were talking about um, girls like growing up with, with, with a um, different sort of a set mindset, like a fixed mindset, mm-hmm. even like in school, girls weren't supposed to be good at maths. Like that was a kind of yeah. a, um, what's, what's the word for it? Um, stereotypical kind of thing. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but in the growth mindset, they said, no, I'm going to give it a go. But the fix was saying they, they'd accept it. You know, there's all yeah. that kind of stuff in the book, which makes a lot of sense, you know? Yeah, really, really. There's a lot of really good stuff written about this. Um, and I think what's what matters is to, to, to make these things a practice. This is the thing is like to, to, to start to bring them in and do them, if not every day, then really as regularly as you can, like to find the ones that, are enjoyable it's like mm. what is it the guy says uh what's the best kind of exercise you can do the kind that you the kind that you will do right? exactly. do you know what i mean the <laughs> yeah. exercise that you yeah. will do because you like it that's yeah, the best exactly. exercise for you <laughs> the stuff that's easier than i learn which is easier anyway aren't you? <laughs> it's not about what's going to make you the fittest it's about yeah. well i like it therefore i'm going to do it exactly exactly no it's been been absolutely brilliant having you on tonight joe do you want to do one more one more uh, poem do you have another one there let me find one more hmm. yeah i feel nice like doing this one about horses let me do that which is yeah. since we're talking about um <coughs> about girlhood i must let my daughter hear that one kate loves horses <laughs> my daughter, ah, well, i'll do a recording for you and i'll send it to you yeah that'd be lovely thanks very much <laughs> okay so <laughs> this is also based on this is based on me and my sisters Lovely. it's called horses the thing about horses is they remember when they had wings when we were children a fallen tree was cause for jubilation that blocked pathway would soon set us free speed alone was not enough we rode wild no saddle, no bridle, bare legs on round backs, felt their skin shiver. Their wings beat, our hearts beat, gathering pace, quicker, swifter. We both knew that flight was coming. And that moment when we were free, free of the earth, free of thought, free of grief, that brief, moment between leaping and landing 
between then and now, that is the moment we lived for. Nowadays, we obsess about unicorns, their magic horns and rainbow eyelashes, but it's Pegasus who rules the horses, Pegasus who always has. And the thing about horses is they still remember when they had wings. That's lovely. That's really, really good. <laughs> so good. Because, yeah, my daughter Katie loved that one. Make sure you send, <laughs> so if you could send that, that'd be really good. I will. I'll send you the audio. It's, it's yeah. yeah. No That's problem. great. No, thanks a million, uh, Joe. The, the poetry is really, really good. I, I love it. Um, and um, make sure you send me the, um, the, if you can send me the, the links so I can share them on the, on the show notes. It'd be brilliant as well. I will. But, I'll send my Instagram. I've got two Instagram. I've got one for my visual art and one for my poetry. So I'll send yeah, those. Yeah, that'd, well. that'd be brilliant, Joe. Absolutely brilliant. So I might just, um, a lot of guests I have on, I asked their favourites, if that's okay. Just a couple okay. of your favourite. Um, do you have any favourite books or or authors, um, Joe? I do, I do actually. Um, so in terms of kind of, I suppose, motivational stuff, one of my yeah. favorite books is The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. I don't know if you've heard of that. No. It's fantastic. And then there's a book that's come out recently. It's it's really more for women. It's called Unbound and it's written by Kasia Urbaniak. She's one of my teachers and it's, it's really quite mind blowing. That's that's really specifically aimed at women. It's called Unbound, A Woman's Guide to Power, and it, it'll really open your mind. Awesome. So those are two books that I would really recommend. Um, yes. And yes. if you're interested in negotiations, there's a, this is another book. It's a great book called um, Never Split the Difference, How to Negotiate as If Your Life Depends on It by a guy called Chris Voss. I've heard and of he that. Was a, yeah. He was a negotiator for the FBI. Mm. Um, and that's a really good book. I got it on audio. That's really good as well. Yeah, because I heard that's really, really good. I heard of, of, I haven't read it now, but I heard it's a, it's a really good book. Yeah. Yeah, it's and, great. Yeah, because do you like do you like nonfiction, Joe? Do you like any nonfiction? I books? like both fiction and nonfiction. Yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah, um, that's what I love about doing these podcasts. You get so many great tips. <laughs> Fiction-wise, your daughter might like, she might still be a tiny bit young, but I don't know if she's heard of, it's called, God, what's the name of the series? The woman, the author is Michelle Paver. And the first one is called Wolf Brother. There's a whole series of them. And they're set in um, actually prehistoric times. And they're absolutely incredible. And for someone like me, who's very, um, I'm very interested in, animism and, and you know like um cultures where they believe that everything is alive because i kind of believe that so yeah. it, it's like set in a time where that was the general belief it, and they're really really good books they're, they're kids books older children books but they're really good so that's great yeah thanks for the for the uh, recommends there joe that's brilliant <laughs> must check some of them out and like hey no because obviously you know i wrote a book myself um the adventures of Larry Lampost and friends just to wow. let people know about it like I've, I'm still working on it it's a work in progress but I'm happy it's it's just nearly published you know so brilliant that's <laughs> so good yeah thank you but uh do you have a favorite um favorite music what do you have any favorite um music oh, so like much that? so much music um I'm a big music fan I used to be a DJ back in the day yeah. Um, I'm your brother. I do a bit DJ as well. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but I was my thing. I suppose was what was known as rare groove funk, kind of um, yeah. '70s reggae. Oh, but wow. um, I'm a huge Al Green fan. 
mm. possibly my favorite. Um, I, I, like I have quite broad musical tastes, so it'd be hard to pick. Yeah. Oh, one of my favorite tunes is also uh, "Me and Julio" by um, by um, Simon. Sorry, excuse me, I'm swearing now as well. It's a bit late for me, I'm a bit tired. Me and Julio down by the schoolyard. I just oh, that's a great that. tune. Oh, that's a great tune. I love that song. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> it's brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> I love that song. Yeah, for great. all the rebels. Yeah. And I'm at the moment, I'm also very keen on Oh Bondage Up Yours by uh, Polystyrene as well. Oh, great, yeah. Back yeah, to my punk days. Yeah, yeah. Like the 80s music was great, wasn't it? A lot yeah. of 80, 80s yeah, so great music. But um, yeah, that's great. And did you miss any um, any concerts over the last year because of lockdown? Did we any anything cancelled on you? Mm, no, no. I mean, I, I'm kind of over that. This is something I did want to talk. Do, you, do we have a few more moments? Yeah. Because yeah. one of the things that was amazing for me over lockdown, and like I'm lucky in that respect. My sons had moved out, so it's just me and my husband at home. But yeah. I'm what I would call a, a hyper empath. So I'm I'm an extreme empath. I feel other people's feelings a lot. Mm. Their physical feelings, their emotional feelings, like their thoughts. And so this amazing thing happened over lockdown. And I realized a few months in that it's the first time in my life that I wasn't feeling other people's feelings because I wasn't around other people. Yeah. And so yeah. I was able to really get to understand what I really feel, that what I'm feeling is my feeling only. And so when I then moved back around other people, I was able to really distinguish, no, that's their feeling. Yeah. yeah. I'm feeling this, but it's coming from them. And mm. so it was a huge gift of lockdown for me, having that time to really be on my own and really get to know my own feelings like really really feel them and get to know them like it was it was a revelation for me actually well that's very interesting yeah 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 but that's that's great thanks for sharing that joe yeah that, that's that's really good and uh, yeah and um so I'm, I'm delighted we're nearly getting out of the, the lockdown now it's great to be able to go and meet people now again isn't it <laughs> It's great to be able to go yeah, I'm looking okay. forward to buying some clothes. My clothes have all got holes in them. My shoes <laughs> are falling apart. Yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, getting a massage and um, going to some art shows. Yeah. We missed all that kind of stuff being closed, didn't we? <laughs> we missed all that yeah, stuff. I'm, I could do with some new clothes for sure. And a restaurant going out to eat would be nice. Yeah. Even the cinema, things like the cinema or the for a point or whatever it is you know yeah, <laughs> yeah we yeah, took all the stuff that. we took for granted in 2019 <laughs> yeah. yeah so this has been great talking to you joe it's been great hearing all your poems it's, and it, like it's it's really really good really really good i'm really enjoying it kind of i can't thank you enough for coming on and maybe one last thing if we could maybe if you could give a, a message to anybody listening for a motivational uh mm -hmm. motivational tip for people listening uh what would you say in, in a few words motivational in what respect give me a little more now because oh, i have oh, loads sorry. of tips no and like what i mean is just say you had a, a small billboard and for people everybody to see but like just what would you say to keep yourself motivated in writing or music or anything um what what, what would you kind of would you give any kind of tips or i don't mean to put yeah, you yeah use everything 
use everything that's one of my one of my mottos yeah yeah you know like this is that this is one of the great pleasures and benefits of being an artist no matter what happens to you you can use it if mm -hmm. you're feeling bad use it if you're feeling good use it yeah use everything and that 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 goes to like the materials you use like all of it just use everything so instead of being like oh no i can't do it because of this mm. ah i can i can do it because of this yeah. like you know i'm depressed i can't do it no i feel sad i'm going to use my sadness i'm going to write about my sadness i'm going to paint my sadness i'm going to feel it you know whatever it is i'm angry okay let me write about being angry let me paint about being angry that's that's kind of what that's that i guess that's maybe that's not there no that, that's great advice that's great advice because turn every negative trying turn a negative into a positive you know that's mm. that, that's very important right now mm. uh, any and negatively turn trying turn into a positive yeah yeah and live live your body is like this is the other thing i would say to anyone is your body is absolutely incredible thing it's mm -hmm. a divine incredible thing yeah you know, like just love your body, live in your body. So it, the, yeah. yeah. Everything yeah. is, you know, everything, like there's everything, every lesson there is to learn is, is in your life, in your body, wherever you are. Like mm. that's where the lesson is. Like wherever you are right now is where the lesson is. That's, that's the thing. That, that's brilliant, Joe. Thanks very much for sharing all your wisdom tonight and all your poetry. It's been great. And um, uh, you're going to share me, I'm going to share all your information on, on the show notes for people to find because your, your poetry sounds great. I might, I might dabble in that myself if, and we'll check out the, the link. Yeah, <laughs> That'd be do, really, really do. Helpful. That'd yeah, be amazing. Great. Yeah, it'd be great. But um, so um, thanks very much, Joe Heckett, everybody, for, for coming on the podcast tonight. Thanks so much, Mark. It's been a real pleasure. I really have enjoyed it. Me too. Okay, thanks very much. So thanks for listening to the Mark's Motivational Podcast for this Monday evening. Um, it was a pleasure talking to Joe tonight. Um, so listen, we'll talk to you real soon with another podcast. Take care of yourselves. Take care. Good night. Yeah, thanks a million for tuning into tonight's podcast. Mark's Motivational Podcast with your host, Mark Lestrange. Thanks again, thanks a million again, Joe Heckett, for coming on the podcast. A uh, wonderful poet there who's sharing a lot of her work there. So really, really um, grateful for that, Joe. Thanks a million again. So tomorrow night, I've got another another guest on the podcast. Her name is Jackie, and she's gonna she's a singer-songwriter, so I'm looking forward to her having on. I'm going to share some of her work. She released her first single recently on, on Spotify, so I'm looking forward to talking to her and sharing her music as well. So... Thanks many for agreeing to come on to the podcast, Jackie. Susan, enjoy this podcast and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow night. Take care. Slung and fall. Good night. <laughs>